What's up everyone? This is Urban. Sorry about earlier, my phone literally burned out. It was like, it shut down because it was way too hot. So I was walking around the park and it's 100 and uh, it's 113 right now. So it makes sense. So I'm doing this from my car. Not typical, I usually like to walk and talk because uh, some great ideas come to me when I do that. But uh, for now, we'll just do the show here. So what we're gonna be talking about today, guys, and just, you know, if you were already joining me, um, it's gonna be a little redundant, but stay anyway, because we're gonna share some cool stuff at the end. Um, so what we're talking about, guys, is how to manage your time when it seems like you don't have enough time to train for what you wanna do, whether that's a 5K, 10K, half marathon, full marathon, or an ultra. How do you find the time when you don't have it? Because it certainly seems sometimes like you need to have more time to be able to put in those bigger distances. Or it seems like things just come out of nowhere and they get in the way, you don't, you're not, you're just not able to put the time in that you feel you might need to be able to race at these distances. But that's one of the, what's one of the, one of the toughest things I think to find is to manage our time, especially when there are things that are out of our control, whether there's an emergency that happened, you know, um, we're staying extra at work, or we just have other things to manage that just get in the way. And it is certainly easy to think that we need more than seven, eight, nine, ten plus hours to put in every week to train for events that are in the longer distances. Even a 5K, some people don't even do those because they feel like they can't put the time in to train for it. Um, and I feel like one of the reasons why that we think that is because we still believe that even as professional, as looking at professional endurance runners, we feel like they, that's all they do, right? That's that, that all they do is run. And there's a truth behind that, but the truth is, is that a lot of the people that train a lot aren't the healthiest, aren't the, aren't the fittest, meaning they're often injured, they're, they're often in plateaus and they're not where they want to be. It certainly seems like it does because we see them from the outside, but inside they know that they're struggling or they're dealing with something that just seems to not be going away. And so really what I'm saying is that a lot of people can actually benefit from lower training times, from training seven to eight, nine, ten hours a, a week, but uh, or less. You know, it all depends on where you are at and what you're able to do because this is a really cool thing about endurance runners is that we're sort of we're we're sort of in kind of the exception to the rule when it comes to progress because we're not dependent on things that deteriorate on t with time. And even even saying that is still a little bit still a little bit blurry because the new science has shown that we're able to tap into our potential if we're committed enough, if we're willing to give the ultimate effort towards it. But we still believe that as we age, we only get worse or, you know, our bodies just deteriorate. And that's just simply not true. You know, many of the best endurance owners are in their upper 50s, 60s, 70s, and even 80s and still doing better than they ever have. And that's the cool thing about endurance and endurance sports is that it doesn't deteriorate with time if you work it correctly. Now, of course, if you're if you're training really hard, you got high stress, um, even as a professional athlete, you're not very healthy, all those things are gonna add up and put you down. The body will put us down if it needs to, but, but that's not necessary. 
And it's not even a requirement as we age or even as we go through our training. Um, but I still think that it can be really hard to find the time when you've got a lot going on. And for some reason, a lot of people still think that an hour is like the required dosage for that. And here's one of the things that we teach our clients in Performance Breakthrough, our total running transformation program, is the concept of minimum effective dose. Meaning, what's the minimum effective dose that your body needs to adapt to the information that you're giving it, whether that's a workout, a practice, or a competition. And once you find that spot, you're gonna be able to not only tally up the time you have to train and make it work for you, whether that's two to three hours a week. If that's all you have, that's all you have. You can make it work and still have a successful racing season. Now, when we talk about how to do this, where I'm assuming that you have a scheduled strategy for your training and your racing and you're not doing it all sporadically. Meaning that your races are not just random. You just sign up when you see them. If you do that, then this may not help you because, because now you're, you're gonna be at a different, you're gonna be in a different, I don't wanna say training level, but you won't be able to see the difference if you're racing too often and if you're training too often and those go together, you're not gonna be able to see the difference between those two. So what we recommend is to schedule your year round season, meaning you're looking at your training season. How long is that? Well, it can be anywhere from 12, from 10 to 16 weeks. And then your racing season, anywhere from eight to 12 weeks or longer, depending on where you're at and how the weather's doing and what you really need to test out what you've been doing. So we typically get in two racing seasons per year. So whether it's eight to 12 weeks, you know, twice a year, um, or however it works. A lot of people have, you know, other, other events. I train long distance and I also do the track distances, the shorter distances, the 400 and the 800. And so for me, I have two different seasons, but I can train two those seasons. And in fact, the endurance training is what helps me out the most. Anyways, so how do you, if, if, if you've never even thought about that, um, consider it. Consider taking some time to build a solid training foundation and then test it with your racing. And then again, fine tune as you go because you're gonna get more out of that and your body's gonna thank you so much because now it can manage the stress because it can start having a chance to recover. It can start having a chance to get ready. Um, and it will actually perform better for you. Now there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with sporadic racing if you're managing your stress, if you're managing your training well. But if you're just doing it randomly, this, this may not be the best, this may not be the best help for you, and it maybe it will. It all depends, right? Um, but it all depends on you. But how do you manage your time? How do you find that minimum effective dose? Well, something interesting happens once we are exercising at the correct intensity from anywhere from 14 to 20 minutes. Something really cool happens is that we get enough stimulation to stimulate our body so that we can move forward to the next workout. We can get enough information from a 20 minute workout, 14, 20 minute workout what could be a run or a routine at the right intensity 
to be able to move us forward to the next one. We're carrying progress with them. Now, you just gotta be careful with timing because you also wanna give yourself enough time to recover, to you know download the information and assimilate it. And then you also wanna give yourself enough stimulation to do it again the next time. So you don't wanna wait too long, you don't wanna do it too soon. Um, and that will give you enough so that you can carry forward. Because here's the really, this is what I was talking about earlier before I got cut off, is that there was a study done about a year ago, or actually I learned about it about two years ago. And my mentor at the time was telling me the story about how they took two groups of military personnel and they're gonna train them at the same test. And this test included push-ups, lunges, core exercises, all sorts of cool different stuff. But one train, one group they train normally, you know, just working hard, working on push-ups so they can pass the push-up test and do all these things. And the other group, they train similar to the way we train our athletes at Performance Breakthrough. And they didn't do one push-up in the training. 12 weeks later, when it came to the test, the average amount of push-ups went up by one and a half. And it wasn't the group that trained normally like everyone else trains. It was the group that trained similar to how we train. Meaning using the minimum effective dose, only training from 14 to 20 minutes per workout, and focusing on dialing it all in so it's kind of like, it's, it's all tuned at the right times. Not just go, 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 go every single day. You know, take a rest day every now and then. It was just structured in a way, we call it wave loading. And, uh, and they actually did better than the group that trained normally. And they trained less. So here's the awesome part where that means for you as an endurance runner is that you don't need to put in these longer distances. Your body is resilient. And I'm not saying that you don't need to train, but you don't need to do more than what you, you have. Right? So let's say you have three to five hours a week and that's all that you have. Any more than that would, would like sabotage your business or your relationships. That's all you have. You can work with that and use it effectively so that you can start getting ready for those competitive seasons. Because it's not about being able to run a full marathon. It's about being able to stay consistent and efficient and tying your exercises, your mileage in together. It's a subtle little tie-in that goes together. Meaning if I run 20 minutes, you can say I run 20 minutes every three days, you know, just 20 minutes. And I do that for 12 to 14 weeks. Then when race season comes, I can handle weaving those two to all those training times together and going for that event for that distance because my body's ready. It is primed to deal with the extra stress of going longer because I've already prepared for it because everything was spaced out correctly. And that's one of the beautiful things about it is that you can train to you can train so that you're resilient, efficient and effective without having to put in those longer times, those longer hours, those longer distances. If you aim for efficiency and effectiveness, you're going to get that. But if you just aim to like work out really hard, you're going to get that, but that's going to affect everything else because we're not just training our legs, you know, quote unquote. We're not just training our running. Our brains and our hearts have a lot to do with it. So my brain is actually what's gonna, what's gonna determine whether I can continue or not or how it responds to the stress that my heart is going through. So 
if I'm training really hard every day, I'm building up stress. And if I'm not dissipating that stress, then it's gonna stay in my system, meaning I'm gonna be hired to go up to a heart, higher heart rate, meaning I'm gonna be used to training in a higher heart rate, and my body's gonna be ready to heal, to handle the bigger chemical load coming in, but I'm never gonna come down to what's, to what's like base, to normal, to where I'm completely recovered or completely relaxed, ready to do whatever is coming my way. I always like the analogy of people that, you know, the people that say, you know, a lion never stretches or a lion never, you never see a lion stretch or do anything to get ready for, for hunt. And, and that's a complete misconception. A lion, what a lion is doing is relaxing. Relaxed readiness is the, is the key. That's the secret key that many don't know is being relaxed, but ready at the same time. But most people aren't relaxed, right? You're at work, you're sitting all day, you've got tension going through your body. That tension is like breaks on your joints and they're not gonna perform. They're not gonna unleash unless you remove those breaks, unless you take off those breaks so that you can release. And, and here's the thing about it, it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's not relaxation that cuts it, it's more tension. But that's another topic for another time. Um, you can reach out to me if you if you have any questions about that uh, But we're talking about time and time using your time that you have effectively so that you can train at w Whatever time you have That's it and that way you can do the events that you want to do that way You don't have to worry and stress out about oh man. I don't have enough time Do with what you can at the end of the day you do with what you can and you do your best with it so long as you stay committed to doing whatever it takes to reach that event, the 5K, the 10K, whatever it is that you want to run. Now, granted, you will do better if you have more time. But that, that that's also saying a lot because if you have 10 to 12 weeks and you only have two to three hours per week to train, you can get, you can do a, you can do some big damage in a good way. Um, you're not gonna hurt yourself, but you can really get yourself to a point where you can go forward and make that possible for yourself. So training for time's sake is always gonna leave you a little bit behind. It's always gonna leave you feeling a little bit unprepared. But if you maximize the training that time that you actually have now, you're gonna get a lot out of it. And if you need help with any of this, guys, if you need help looking at what time you actually do have, time management is very important for training, especially what time of the day you're training and at what condition and on what, and on what day you're training, uh, reach out to us, guys. It's one of the things that our team loves to do is we love to look at where you're at. We like to meet you halfway so that you can maximize your results. You can get the best results that you can with the time that you have. Because the days of training for distance and time, they're still here, but that's no longer the best way to get progress. And we found something better, something that's delivering results you can feel immediately and afterwards, meaning you're feeling healthier, you're feeling fit, you're feeling more capable, but you're just training with the time that you have. So if that's you, if you need some help with that, and you're also committed, you're dedicated, and you're ready to kick butt with this, then visit everystepfaster.com forward slash talk. Schedule a call with our team and let's get to the root of what's gonna help you make the most 
out of your training and the time you actually have. All right, guys, that is it for me. I will see you next time on the next show. My name's Urban Avalis with everystepfaster.com. I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.